The explosion of technology demands that you acquire metaskills. There is a lot of commentaries claiming to be the factual account of the revolution of humankind. Common to all of these tropes is that we were once contented with the simplistic, and over time, we replaced this feeling of contentment with an unquenchable test for searching the unknown. This same level of curiosity has evaded every aspect of our life. We want to bend our environment to our will, we want to explore and alter the hidden truths in our bodies. For every breakthrough we have recorded, there is so much more we are yet to fully understand. While this is a given, the exponential growth of our innovative power has given birth to and destroyed civilizations, and their respective core values. Today, the proliferation of information and technology has led us to the periphery of a brave new age, which the author, Marty Neumeyer, calls the robotic age. Furthermore, it is glaring that industrialization has slowly transited from a manufacturing-based terrain to an information-laden landscape. The end product of this paradigm shift is the increase of information-based companies, at the expense of the manufacturing-based ones. Even, a large percentage of remaining manufacturers assigns the production bit of their business to companies in other countries, while they simply manage the marketing, design, and branding. The proliferation of artificial intelligence has also earmarked this period, and automation has forced the emergence of working skills that best suit the current industrial revolution. While describing the extent of this shift, the author highlighted the robotic curve, which explains the workflow that every industrial renaissance has obeyed. At the pinnacle of this flow is the creative work that borders on autonomous and inventive tasks. The next is the skilled work which are specialized jobs that had once been in the creative category, only for its popularity to induce standards and educational frameworks for new entrants. Rote work closely follows skilled work, and it relates to jobs that involve repetitive tasks. At the depth of the curve is robotic work, which is the rote work that automation has successfully replaced. More importantly, the lower an individual is in this curve, the more restricted is his or her job, and the lower he gets paid. As such, workers in today's ever-innovative age must cultivate new adaptive skills, metaskills, to stay relevant. Here, the author revealed that it is imperative to nurture the following creativity-promoting talents, feeling seeing dreaming making learning. Empathy is an important criterion for creativity. The industrial age treated emotion as some sort of weakness that could stifle a man's productivity. The disdain for feelings in the workplace meant that the aesthetics or beauty of products were greatly impoverished. Conversely, emotions are fast becoming vital components of creativity in this current robotic age. Unlike the rigidity of the rational brain, the section of the brain that connects us to our emotions helps us to solve problems that are too complex. As such, this cognitive capacity facilitates learning, feeling, intuition, creativity, and empathy. This assertion becomes more potent considering the role of the conscious mind in the shaping of our individuality. Consciousness gives meaning to the way our brains react to the impulses registered by our senses. It profiles these responses, and slowly stacks an information history that categorizes future events based on our past experiences. Therefore, reactions and responses to our environments become automated. It is this instant, and yet complex process that dictates our taste, and our biases. It also governs how we interpret the three components of beauty, surprise, rightness, and elegance. More importantly, the complexity of our consciousness strongly influences our mastery of various skills. If you put all these important pieces together, you would discover that emotions are the bedrock of the intellectual superiority of the human species. 
In light of this, it should not surprise you that companies that have learned to take account of these facts are the ones experiencing sustainable success. More so, this has spurred myriads of customer relationship solutions that strive to establish viable templates looking to bring consumers and producers closer. Just as emotion is a prerequisite to business success, empathy, which is a subset of emotion, is a critical aspect of the process that governs innovation. Empathy relates to our understanding of what other people are feeling or thinking. The presence of empathy in the creation of a new idea ensures that innovations produce practical and impactful end products. For instance, inventing the car without considering the demands or the emotional bias of the intended user would cripple its chances of becoming a commercial success. Bearing this in mind, companies and businesses are striving to invent products and services that acknowledge the personalities of users which revolves around, taste, their definition of beauty, and their thoughts on the definition of aesthetics. In contrast, the unbridled emotional brain of an inventor will most likely lead him or her to impose personal beliefs on a broader demographic. This pitfall is one of the reasons individuals, companies, cultures, and nations are resistant to new ideas. The way we perceive problems determines the way we solve them. Another function of our mind is seeing. We claim to see a favorable expectation that we label as our goal. We focus on a problem and enact various solutions that would help us strip it of its limiting powers. Just as our emotions govern creativity, vision also determines, to an extent, the potency of creation. Having said that, it is imperative that you understand that humans have a knack for focusing on quick fixes and shortcuts. Our addiction to this trait subsequently compounds an already complex situation. This deficiency has led to the creation of systems that have their foundations immersed in the ill-advised school of thoughts. We have economic cultures that do not cater to the citizens it is meant to enrich, we have companies that value profit over the satisfaction of their customers, and we have education systems that value test-taking over the process of learning. As such, short-sightedness is the bane of innovation. You can never solve a problem on the level on which it was created, tilde Albert Einstein. Even more disturbing is the fact that the illusionistic view that problems are linear is depriving us of holistic solutions. We continue to base our hypothesis on the notion that systems obey the law of singularity. Therefore, we fail to see that entities are complex strands of problems. If we do not fully understand the scope of these problems, then our solutions will continue to spurn regenerative challenges. It is only when we start to question how we frame a problem that we get to see things for what they are. More so, our failure in tackling the root cause is hidden by the latency of feedback. In many cases, the flaws of our prescribed solution are not immediately visible because of the lag between an initiative, its incorporation, and its performance. For instance, in the business world, the failings of the first quarter are not glaring until the second quarter when it is a little too late to impose corrective initiatives. Likewise, it might be counterproductive to use this information to prevent the same outcome in the second quarter. In light of the role of vision in the success or failure of creativity, the author advised that you should learn to see problems from three points of view. They include your point of view, other people's viewpoint, and a holistic point of view. After you must have had analyzed the problem from various angles, you should create a problem statement. Your problem statement will spur you to list the known and the unknown parameters of the problem, after which you should assign the appropriate frame to capture the problem and the possible ways of arriving at a lasting solution. Innovators are dreamers. Imagination is a prerequisite to creativity. Only those who can dream can innovate.
However, the education system has relegated the role of dreaming in productivity. There is no formal training on the act of imagining the impossible. In contrast, we process the information in and out of our consciousness based on existing facts. However, the people that have found ways to transcend the realm of facts have gone to reshape the world. The likes of Steve Jobs, Einstein, and Leonardo da Vinci cultivated impeccable innovative power by just being conscious of the world around them, and how they can relate two or more entities in a new way. Imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Tilda Albert Einstein. Conversely, the industrial age had put a cap on the innovative capacity of workers. There was little room for improvisation, as business models were built on repetitive processes that guaranteed quantity but not quality. The robotic age, on the other hand, is leaning on a more adaptive principle. Companies are becoming aware of consumers' clamor for quality over quantity, and they are adopting business models that would seamlessly incorporate creativity. And so, it is safe to say that we are in the age of dreamers. Therefore, you have to nurture your imaginative capability, as it very much determines how high you get on the robotic curve. According to the author, innovation connotes four basic qualities of knowledge and imagination. They are, an idea adapted from other existing ideas from one's field. An idea incorporated from other ideas from separate fields. An idea that is new to the creator. An idea that is completely original. Having said that, it is imperative that innovation comes from an intentional abandon of the norm. It involves working but in a fun way. Funny enough, today's industrial setup is fixated on collaborative dreaming. Collaborative innovation requires a framework that successfully motivates unique individuals with different imaginative depth to arrive at a single idea. Therefore, collaborative innovation must fester in an environment where there is no room for judgments. Here, there are no ideas too absurd or silly. Even when an idea is too crazy to fit into the scope of the system, every judgment must stem from an attempt to re-establish the frame of the problem. This, however, does not imply that creative collaboration would always command a peaceful and thoughtful process. Collaboration does not alienate heated arguments. As such, all argument and counter-argument must focus only on the ideas, and not the people supplying them. Making is the act of innovation. Creativity will not come to fruition if you are not willing to get your hands dirty. Making is the responsibility of every innovator. Your great ideas and dreams will remain a figment of your imagination if you choose to abstain from creating. More so, an innovator must possess the right tools and skills to transform his thoughts into deliverables. However, there remains an ounce of doubt concerning the optimal innovation model. While some have based their innovative path on insights, order, deadlines, and deployment, others have chosen the chaotic path. The author, nevertheless, suggested that true creativity often stems from chaos. It is a process that very much depends on the frame of the problem, a clutter of information relating to the problem, the right combination of information that would unlock insight, and the implementation of the solution. The painter has the universe in his mind and hands. Tilda Leonardo da Vinci. There are no clear frameworks that strongly define the timeframe of this process neither is there a perfect place to start. The most important thing is to start. Irrespective of the adaptive nature of innovation, it is imperative that creation does not slip into a loop of unending processes. The longer your idea stays in the creative incubator, the more it loses its original form. Regardless of the chaotic nature of creativity, the end product should conform to what the author calls simplexity. Simplexity is the systemic collaboration of complexity and simplicity. 
Although we often classify the relationship between these two words as opposite, the realm of creativity value the inclusiveness of complexity and the exclusivity of simplicity. In a truly innovative process, complexity ensures that an idea solves as much problem as possible, it enlarges the scope of the solution. However, if we leave the solution in its complex form, it would probably generate as much problem as it solves. In this case, critics might infer that the product or service is suffering from overdesign. To mitigate the risk of over-the-top designs, it is imperative that the innovator infuses elements of simplicity into the product. Here, she would cut the excesses, deconstruct tedious functions, and simplify the aesthetics. You will agree that the best brands today are the ones that have found ways to simplify previously cumbersome processes or designs. The prevailing trend of the robotic age is clutter cutting. Yet, truly innovative ideas often face criticism and rejection at their first unveiling. They disrupt tested and trusted beliefs. So, it is only normal for people to fight apparent threats to their comfort zone. Your response to criticism determines how fast you sell your innovation and how much originality it sustains. Some could crumble under the pressure and tweak their original design to incorporate conventional ideas, while others would stand their ground and weather storm. The latter category is those that have learned to present their innovation compellingly. Learning is the fastest way to become creative. You must have observed that all of the metal skills mentioned in this book are merely an afterthought of an individual which has dedicated his or her life to learning. Innovators learn to feel, they learn to see, they learn to dream, and they learn to make. As such, it is safe to say that learning is perhaps the most important talent in the robotic age. Just as the traditional systems have ignored a bulk of the nitty-gritty of other metaskills, the conventional learning system is not the ideal nurturing ground for the talents that will lead this age. Learning should emanate from a zeal to explore the unknown, which is only possible when the recipient of knowledge has a passion to learn. In other words, the rigid education system ignores students' passion, which, in turn, snuffs the fun out of it. Learn the rules like a pro, so you can break them like an artist. Tilda Pablo Picasso. Regardless of the shortcomings of the education system, people that are serious about enforcing their relevance in the robotic age must find other ways to learn the right way. One of such ways is learning with no restrictions. Acquiring skills from various fields of knowledge helps an innovator to crossbreed ideas. It allows her to see connections where others see none. Other optimal learning styles include, learning by practicalizing, you will learn faster when you do what you have read. Get the right work, we tend to learn from the work we do. If you do not enjoy your job, you will likely gain nothing from it. Cultivate learning habits, by repeating a learning curve, you slowly train your brain to register your desired skill. Focus on your goal, creativity is all about focus. Only those that can immerse all of their consciousness into a particular task can generate new ideas. Acknowledge your fears, courage does not eliminate fear. Instead, the courageous understand that fear is part of the deal. And so, they no more fuss at the sight of failure or challenges. Even after you must have attained your desired skill set, the precept of creativity entails that you connect with equally creative minds, albeit in other fields. This type of networking is what the author calls bridging. While networking is advantageous to learning, it is imperative that you avoid the pitfalls of too much social networking. Now that information and people are just a click away, it is vital that the creative mind discover when to unplug from distractions and focus on creating. Recall that innovation is a byproduct of deep learning, deep analysis, and effectual and new solutions. Conclusion
The world is transiting from one industrial model that undermines the role of creativity in production to another that has creativity at its core. As such, it is imperative that you hone the necessary skills, which fit the creative framework that presently governs your chosen field of work. Try this, understand that problems are multidimensional. Try as much as possible to get a holistic view of the problem so you could proffer the best solution. 